Well, today we're going to continue our series called The Dare. We understand to dare is to provoke, it is to push, it is to challenge. Have you ever been dared to do something? Have you ever double-dog dared someone? Well, in this series, there are five things that I'm going to dare you to do. Now, this past Sunday, I dared you to face the giant. Today, I'm going to dare you to get out of the boat. I want us to read some scripture as a basis for our dare today. We find our scripture today in the book of Matthew, chapter number 14. Book of Matthew, chapter number 14, and beginning with verse number 22. It says, immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. And said to him, oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. Now, we need to understand that just prior to this story, the disciples had, had just witnessed the miraculous. 5,000 hungry families had just been fed all you can eat fish and chips out of a little boy's lunch pail. What a miracle. And while Jesus is dismissing the crowd, he tells the disciples to get in a boat and sail to the other side of the lake. But the Bible says that in the midst of their sailing, a storm arises and begins to rock their boat. And about that time, Jesus appears to them, coming toward them, walking on the water. The disciples can't believe what they are seeing. Uh, they began to assume that perhaps they're seeing a ghost or, or they're seeing a spirit or they are really seeing something weird. Jesus calls to them from the water and he says, hey guys, he says, don't be afraid. It's me. It's Jesus. Peter yells back and he says, Jesus, if that's really you out there on the water, invite me to come and join you. And Jesus invited Peter to come out there where he was on the water. And the Bible says that Peter gets up out of the boat and he gets out onto the water. And Peter, as well as Jesus, Peter begins to walk toward Jesus walking on the water. 
Peter dared to get out of the boat. He dared to do what nobody else was willing to do. He dared to defeat all of the odds. He dared to experience the supernatural. I have a dare for you today, and that is I dare you today to get out of the boat. I'm daring you today to get out of the boat, to get out of the boat of mediocrity. Get out of the boat of small thinking. Get out of the boat of the same old, same old. Get out of the boat of complacency. Get out of the boat called average and ordinary. I wonder who will be willing to take the dare. I want to talk about four things today that pertain to getting out of the boat. Let's begin with some reasons to get out of the boat. Let me, let me give you three reasons why you just might want to get out of the boat. The first one is, well, you know, you didn't want to get in the boat in the first place. That was true of the disciples. Read the story, verse number 22. The Bible says Jesus made his disciples get into the boat. Say he made them. Now, we don't know exactly, but for whatever reason it was, the disciples did not want to get into the boat. Just in my thinking, I'm thinking that perhaps it was because they didn't want to leave where they were. They didn't want to leave where they were. I mean, why would they? They had just, they had just witnessed 5,000 families eat out of one little boy's Happy Meal. I mean, things are going pretty well for them right there. They're, they're watching the miraculous. Why would they want to leave? I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to get in the boat because, because they didn't like where the boat was going. I don't know, most of these guys, both of these disciples were fishermen by trade and perhaps the fishermen in the group who knew how to discern the skies and predict the weather, perhaps they could see the storm that was brewing, the storm clouds that were just ahead. And they didn't like the fact that they're going to get in this boat and sail into the storm. For whatever reason it might have been, the disciples didn't want to be in the boat they were told to get into. And maybe this describes you today. The boat that you are in is not the boat that you want to be in. You're in a boat this morning, but it's not the boat of your preference. I don't know, perhaps someone forced you into the boat, or or perhaps you're in a boat that you allowed somebody to talk you into. Perhaps someone manipulated you in order to get you into their boat. Perhaps you are, you are naive, and, and, and because you are naive, you did not see what it really was uh, before you st- what, the board, uh, what, what the boat really was before you stepped aboard. First reason why you might consider getting out of the boat is that, that you didn't really want to get in the boat in the first place. Another reason why you might want to get out of the boat is things aren't going well for you in the boat you're in. Things aren't going well for the boat in the boat you're in. Such was the case with the disciples. Verse number 24, it says, But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, being tossed around by the waves. Now, please, please, please do not misunderstand me this morning. I'm not telling you to jump ship every time the waters get a little bit rough. But I am saying that if you are in, in the right boat, 
I personally believe that on average, say on average, on average, most of the time, you can expect uh, more good than bad. Uh, You can expect more positive than negative. You can expect more ups than downs. The third and the most important reason why you should get out of the boat, and that is you receive a word from the Lord. Yeah, this is the only really, you know, foolproof time and the one when you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you need to get out of the boat and that is when you receive a word from the Lord and verse 28 and 29 the Bible says that Jesus invited Peter to join him out on the water Peter received a word from the Lord that he could get up out of the boat and he could walk on the water I'm encouraging you today to get out of the boat I said, I'm going to encourage you today to get out of the boat, but I also want to encourage you to get a word from the Lord before you do. Don't act simply on impulse alone and don't act simply because you have been motivated by your pastor. Listen, hear me this morning. Get a word from the Lord. And if he doesn't tell you to leave the boat, you better not leave the boat. Are we clear? All right, we've talked a little bit about some reasons why we ought to get out of the boat. Now, let me, let, let me suggest some reservations. Some reservations about leaving the boat. See, the fact of the matter is most people will never get out of the boat. Most people will never get out of the boat. Notice the story. There were 12 disciples. Only one out of 12 disciples got out of the boat. Most people will never get out of the boat. Why is this? Well, let me give you three possibilities this morning. First of all, because it's safe. Yeah, it's safe in the boat. See, it's a whole lot safer to ride in the boat than it is to walk on the water. It's a whole lot safer to work for someone nine to five. Clock in, clock out, go home. Than to be an entrepreneur. It's a whole lot easier to be a manager, to manage something from, for somebody else than it is to be a leader. Most people will never get out of the boat. Why? Because the boat is safe. But not only is it safe, it's sensible. Yeah, it's sensible. Yeah, see, boats are designed to keep you safe, keep you afloat, take you from one side of the water to the other. You think in your mind, if I get in this boat and I stay in this boat, it will take me from A to Z. All I got to do is stay in the boat. See, staying in the boat makes a lot more sense than getting out of the boat. I mean, at least you know what you have inside the boat. There's a lot of uncertainty awaiting you if you get out of the boat. The boat is safe and it's sensible. You know what it is. You know what it's designed for. You look around. You see what is available to you inside the boat. You have no clue what is waiting for you just outside that boat. Another reservation about getting out of the boat is it's satisfactory. Satisfactory. You know, the boat may not be everything, but it's something. It might, be, it might not be special, but it's okay. It might not be great, but it's good. Jim Collins said that good is the enemy of great. 
See, see, most people never do anything great. Why? Because they are willing to settle for something good. It's good enough, they say. There was a man who played the guitar. But he played the guitar different than anybody else played the guitar. And his wife noticed that he played the guitar different than everyone else. And one day she confronted him. She said, honey, she said, I noticed that you play the guitar different than everybody else plays the guitar. He said, what are you talking about, woman? She said, well, she said, I watch other people. And then they're up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down that guitar. Up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down the guitar. I watch you and you just play one chord. Over and over and over. What's the deal? He said, ah. He said, they're looking for it. (laughs) I found it. (laughs) Here's what I know. Too many people are stuck on one chord. Did you hear me? Too many people are stuck on one chord. So many other chords, so many other notes in life that are available to be played. But they'd have to look for them. They'd have to look for them. They would would have to get out of their comfort zone boat that they have been floating along in for so long. And besides, it might not be great, but it's, it's good. Good enough, they say. But is it? Is it really? I ask you this morning, will you settle for the satisfactory when the sensational is waiting for you just outside the boat? Twelve disciples, eleven settled for satisfactory. Only one experienced the sensational. Let's move on. The third thing I want to talk about this morning, that is I want to talk about some rewards that are waiting for us just outside the boat. The first reward is fun. Fun. Verse 29 says that when Peter got out of the boat, he he walked on the water. He what? He walked on the water to go to Jesus. Can you even imagine how Peter must have felt when he stepped out of the boat and out onto the water? Can you imagine? Not only did he step out of the boat and onto the water, but he didn't sink. He didn't sink. Oh, oh, he is actually standing on top of the water. How exhilarating would that be? But if you know anything about Peter, you will know that Peter had a sanguine personality. He, he's the life of the party kind of a person. And I, I can just think about it. I can just imagine him not only walking on the water, but after he takes a few steps and after he's out on the water for a little while, I, on the water a little while, I can actually see him moonwalking on the water. Perhaps he begins to show off a little bit for the other disciples. And he gets so cocky, he even goes, nanny, nanny, boo-boo. I I can tell you by experience that walking on the water, getting out of the boat, is fun. It's fun once you get out there. 
When you've actually left the boat, once you've actually left your security and left your comfort all, after you've actually walked away from the good and start walking toward the great, when you step out of the boat and out onto the water and you realize, I didn't sink. I'll never forget one of the, one of the most, one of the times that I walked on the water above any other time in my t- life and in my ministry. I remember after I was walking on the water for a little while, I remember laying in bed one night and thinking to myself, I didn't sink. Everything I've been talking about for the last year and a half is actually happening. This is really going to work. I really did hear from God. I thought I heard from God. I told everybody I heard from God. By faith, I said I heard from God. I think I really did. (laughs) Have you ever been there? And it's fun. It's fun once you really get outside of the boat, outside of your comfort zone, and you really begin to walk on the water, and you really begin to experience some things you've never experienced before, and you begin to enjoy the supernatural. I'm telling you, there's nothing more fun in all the world than walking on the water. It's a whole lot more fun than just rocking along in the boat. There's some rewards awaiting on you just outside the boat. The first is fun. The second is fulfillment. Fulfillment. Proverbs 13 and 19 says that a dream fulfilled is sweet to the soul. Do you have a dream? Do you possess a desire that would take a miracle to fulfill? Do you want to make a difference with your life? I ask you this morning, if that is true, then will the boat that you are currently in, will that boat take you there? Are you in the right boat this morning? The boat that will take you to your dream. If not, I ask you this morning, are you willing to get out of the boat? Here's what I know by experience. Getting out of the boat is scary. I'm going to tell you that I actually stuck my foot outside of the the boat and pulled it back a time or two. I even touched the water with my toes a time or two. And pulled it back. It's scary. To get out of a boat is scary. Especially the first step. The devil, will give, the devil will give you a thousand reasons why you shouldn't. But I'm telling you that you have never experienced fulfillment to the degree that you will if you choose to get out of the boat and start walking on the water. And hear this this morning, whether you succeed or even if you fail, even if you fail, you will never regret trying. See, see, man's biggest regrets in life are not usually the things that he has done. But our biggest regrets are the things we were unwilling to try. Peter experienced both success and failure in his adventure, but I'm totally convinced that he never regretted getting out of the boat. I said, I don't think he ever regretted getting out of the boat. Let's look at the fourth and the final thing that we have this morning, and I want to talk about some requirements for getting out of the boat. 
Not only requirements for getting out of the boat, but also requirements for getting out of the boat and staying out. The first one is faith. See, anyone can talk about leaving the boat. Anyone can talk about having a dream. But without faith, you will continue to rock along in the comfort of the boat. To walk on the water requires faith. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, if that's really you out there, command me to come out there with you. And Jesus said to Peter, come on out here, man. Come on out here, man. Peter, if you really, really want to. Peter, Peter, oh, if you have the faith to do it. Peter, Peter, listen, Peter, I'm going to give you permission, but I'm not only going to give you permission, but I'm going to give you the power that you will need to do it. See, Jesus never calls us out of the boat without giving us power to walk on the water. And Peter, acting in faith, stepped out of the boat and onto the water. Hear me, you will never step out of the boat without faith. You will never walk on the water without faith. Second requirement is focus. Verse 30, but when he saw, say he saw, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and he began to sink. Wait, 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 what? The wind was boisterous when he was back in the boat. It's already in the storm. The wind was boisterous when he initially began the experience. He, he walked on the water in the midst of the storm already. What's going on here? His focus has changed. Initially, his focus was upon Jesus. Initially, his focus was upon the call. Hey, Peter, come on out here, man. Initially, his focus was upon Jesus and experiencing the supernatural. But after some time, his focus began to change and he began to look around at his circumstances. His circumstances had not changed. His focus changed. And as soon as his focus changed, so did his faith. And down he went. And the Bible says that Jesus reached out to him. Isn't that something? He's within an arm's length of Jesus. <laughs> He's almost there. Right? He's almost there. <laughs> but he gets his eyes off Jesus and gets his eyes on the circumstances. And boom, down he goes. Just one step before reaching Jesus, because Jesus was right there, reached down, picked him up. Jesus reached out to him, pulled him up out of the water, and they walked hand in hand back to the boat. But what if? I've been preaching full-time over 50 years, full-time ministry, almost 48. I preached on this passage many, 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 many times. The thought I'm about to give you never came to me. You're getting a brand new thought this morning. What if? What if? What if Peter had not lost his focus? What if he hadn't had a lapse of faith? Would they have walked back to the boat? Or would they have continued to walk past the boat? 
Was Jesus walking to them to the boat? Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. But I ask you that if Peter had not lost his focus, would Jesus have taken Peter back to the boat? Would they have walked back to the boat? Or would they have continued to walk past the boat and walked on the water all the way to the other side? They've already proved they don't need a boat. They don't need a boat. Amen? How many with me this morning? Jesus got Peter out of the boat, but had to take him back to the same boat he got him out of. Are you getting anything? I said, Jesus got him up out of the boat and got him walking on the water, but had to take him back to the same boat he got him out of. I wonder how many times Jesus has had to take us back to the same boat he got us out of. When it is not his will for us to go back to that boat, but his will is for us to get beyond that boat and get to the other side. What if? What if? Oh, I could say that about me. I'm sure you could say that about you this morning. What if? Oh, there are times when Jesus gets us out of the boat. There are times when he gets us walking on the water. But then all of a sudden, we begin to look at the things around us. We begin to weigh the cost. We begin to see the obstacles. We begin to change our focus and boom, down we go. And so Jesus has to pick us up and put us right back in the same boat we, he got us out of. Sorry about that, Bible. <laughs> In the old days, they taught you if you didn't have a good point to pound it, you know. Well, I got a good point, so I'm still pounding it. Amen. How many like that this morning? Amen. Amen. Somebody needs to hear this today, whether you're listening or watching online today or you're here this morning in person. Someone needs to hear this today. Stay focused. Keep your faith strong. Refuse to waver in your faith. God, God has gotten you out of the boat and he's gotten you out onto the water and you are walking on the water but Satan is tempting you and telling you to look around and telling you to look at all of your circumstances. He's given you a thousand reasons why you cannot continue to do what you are doing. You need to remind him that you are already doing it, man. You're already doing it. And you're going to continue to do it. See, Peter did what the other 11 weren't willing to do. I'm not, I'm not making fun of Peter today. I'm not picking on Peter today. I'm not throwing rocks at Peter today. Listen, man, it took a lot to get out of the boat. Peter did what the other 11 were unwilling to do, but he didn't do all he could have done. Did you hear me? He did what no one else did. But he didn't complete the mission. He didn't do all that he could have done. So let's not brag on one another what we're doing, but let us keep our focus and keep our eyes on Jesus and keep moving forward. We've been delivered from the boat. Let's stay out of the boat. By all means, don't make Jesus take you back to the same boat he got you out of. Takeaway for the message today is that this, and that is the boat is designed to take you somewhere. The boat is designed to take you somewhere. Verse 22, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat, notice, to go to the other side. There was a reason for the boat. 
is to take you somewhere. Make sure the boat you're in is taking you in the right direction. Make sure the boat that you're in is, is the boat that will get you to the other side. If not, get out of the wrong one and get into the right one. Father, I just pray that you'll take this word this morning. Father, I pray that you will use it, Lord, not just to challenge and motivate us today to do things that we should do. And that's well and that's good. But God, help us today. Help us today. God, I just pray today you'll help us, Father. Help us, oh God, to have a desire to get out of the boat. Help us to have a desire, Lord, to get beyond where we are and where we've been. We've been there long enough. It's time to get beyond where we are. You want to take us somewhere we've never been before. But we're too comfortable. We're too content. It's not great, but it's good. We don't have a lot of chords, but we got one chord. We got one note, but we're stuck on that chord. We're stuck on that note. It's time to find a new note. It's time to find a new chord.